Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a lovely lady here today. Christy Whitman is here, and welcome back to High Road. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. Excited about our conversation today. I know I am too. And you guys, you got to listen to her bio because I did not know this about Christy. She is a messenger of light for the Council Spiritual Mentors. She's here to spread the message of quantum energy mastery. Now, Christy and the Council teach classes and meditations and provide private sessions to help clients feel more aligned with their divine design of well-being, abundance, success, and loving and support relationships. I love this. For over 15 years, she's been receiving uh, the telepathic messages from the council. And Christy was a trans transformational leader, celebrity coach, and law of attraction expert, as well as a two-time New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All and Taming Your Alpha Bitch. I love that. And she's also the author of the international bestseller, Quantum Success and the Desire Factor. And today we're going to talk about uh, the art of having it all. And I'm really glad you're here to talk about this because I read the beginning of this book. And let me tell the audience, first of all, we are going to bring in uh, the council. So we're going to answer some questions. But I just want to I want to start with this. You know, the beginning of this book, you tell your story, how you're in New York City. You're meeting with TV and radio producers. There's a lady from a magazine and you go up to her and you tell her, I know what women want. And she says, no, what? And you say, they want it all. And she says, tell your story. You can't have it all. Women can't have it all. And I went, what? I was in shock. I'm like, what do all New York women want? And she's like, what? And I go, they want it all. And she's like, well, they can't have it all. I, I, I never heard anybody like say that to me. And I, and I go, excuse me. And she goes, women are overworked. They're, de you know, they're exhausted. They're, they're, they're spinning their wheels and, and it's all because they want to have it all. And she goes on and on to say about this book, which I'm not going to mention and do not recommend because I read it and I was so furious. It was like just totally arguing for our limitations. But she mentioned this book. She's like, this woman says we can't have it all. And I believe her. And, and she goes, do you know anybody that has it all? And I was like, yeah, I have it all. And a lot of my clients have it all. And, and she's, she, and I was talking to her, you know, talking back and, and having this conversation right. and she goes, well, and she hands me my book and my information back. She goes, I don't need this because I don't believe women can have it all. And I looked at her and I go, there in lies the problem, right? Because how do you know what having it all is? How, we have very different ideas of what having it all means. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean like I wrote in the book, I have a, my best friend since seventh grade, her name's Dawn. She's been in a, a relationship for 35 years with the same person. They're not married. They don't have kids. That's her having it all. She never wanted to get married. She never wanted to have kids. She's right. a career woman. And it's not because she's a career woman that she didn't want those things. She just always known. I, I knew, I remember talking to her when I was in eighth grade and she's like, I never want to get married. I'm like, what? All little girls want to get married. Like what? You know, less. <laughs> right. And she just knew herself. She's like, and yet she's in a very committed relationship with this man that is her partner. So you know, it, it, we all, and it, we all change too, like from right. decade to decade, you know, Nancy, you and I were just talking about like, when you wrote this book, you were in Montreal. Yeah. yeah. At one point that was my having it all. I lived in Montreal with my husband, my kids, and then our having it all changed to doing six months and six months. We were getting out of winter and getting out of summer in Arizona. And so that was like our having it all. And then it got to a point where it's like, this kind of feels stretched. It doesn't feel as having it all. So we moved to Arizona and now we're full-time in Arizona. So things change, things shift. Our having it all and what we desire in all aspects of our lives changes as we do too. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, you say the intention of this book is to upend these misconceptions, and I'm so glad you wrote it, and to show women, all women, that we can have it all. And I believe that. And, you know, I really been into this, uh, and you talk about the concept of lack, and here's the, here's the deal, I believe, and I, as you wrote in the book, it's our mindset. It's what we've been programmed. Like you said, oh, we're supposed to get married and we're supposed to have kids and and, and we're supposed to do this. Well, no, what do, what does our soul want to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. what each person is different. Like you talked about your girlfriend and it's so interesting that she knew herself that well. Yeah. She knew that way back then. I mean, I just think it's, it's awesome. And you also talk about abundance. Um, and you know, that is, our mindset. Again, people who don't think they can have it all will not have it all until they change their thinking. Talk about this, Christy. Yeah. So this is one of the biggest things for me is that I, you know, came from middle-class family living in Scottsdale, Arizona and Italian American. And my mom and dad really talk about lack. It doesn't matter what they have, what they've done. It's always like what the problem is and what needs to be fixed or changed. And so I was, I was raised that way. Me too. And uh, yeah. And I remember in my early twenties, I had graduated from college. I had moved to Chicago. I was engaged to be married. I had this awesome career. I was making my own money, had a hot little body, you know, friends that I was living with and, and I still didn't feel satisfied. Yeah. And it, when I started looking at what is going on, I even tried to return back to the spiritual, if you will, religious, uh, you know, place that I was brought up in. And mm -hmm. that felt even more empty for me. Right. And what I realized was by moving to California and shifting a lot of things, it was a, it was a big move and a big shift, but I met a meditation teacher who taught me that I create my own reality. Right. And that when she said that to me, I was like, yeah, I know that to be true. How do I, I don't know how I know that to be true, but I mean, this is over 25 years ago. It was before internet and all that stuff where the secret came out and all that. Yeah. And, and I said, well, how? And she said, by your thoughts, you're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you based on the way you think. Right. And that was the first time for me that I realized that I wasn't my thoughts. And when I started to pay attention to my thoughts, I realized how negative my thoughts were, right. how I would beat myself up, how whatever I did, it was never going to be enough. And I started to just study and learn where I could from different teachers and through meditation, receiving messages that there are different aspects of a mindset. There's actually three. There's a, there's lack, which never feels good. There's satisfaction, which, you know, it's not, nothing's wrong, but nothing's like over the moon. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Okay. You know? And then there's abundance. Like that's where it's like, all things are possible. I could have it all. You know, this is where I'm, you're absolutely not limited. There's, it's just full of potential, what we want to create in our lives at any age and at any stage. And so when we are feeling bad, it's because we are in lack. When we're in the place of satisfaction, like I said, we, you know, we can look for positive aspects. We could feel like, yeah, I'm good. But when we're in abundance, this is when we're like, all things are possible. And those are three very distinct states of being. Right. You know, it took me a long time to realize that the creator, I call him God, um, gives us the, gives us the prosperity. That's yeah. where the prosperity comes from. And yet, you know, it took me a long time to realize that. I didn't realize, and I don't think a lot of people do, that when you're connected with the divine, he wants us, she, he, whatever you want to call it, that energy wants us to be prosperous. And yes. all we have to do is connect and ask. Yes. It's, it's you know? pretty amazing because we have this whole idea, and this comes from a lack mentality too. And yeah. it comes from our grandparents and our parents yes. that if you want something, you have to work really, really hard. Yes. You have to work your ass off. Excuse my French today, yeah. <laughs> but you do. That's how I grew up too. My mom and dad were from, grew up in the uh, depression. Yes. And so there was, that's, I grew up just like you with that sense of lack. And I think a lot of people who watch the show and listen to it, you know, and you have to change that programming. Um, you know, this might be a good time to bring in the council and see what messages they have for my audience today. And I just want to thank you, by the way. Oh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here. Or thank yes. you for letting me be here. Of yeah. course. Of course. <laughs> thank you for My being pleasure. here. And I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, I'm so glad I'm here me... too for a while anyway. <laughs> let me go get them. <laughs> we are here. We are delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting us in. Yes. Welcome. It is our great pleasure. What questions do you have for us, dear one? Well, I'm watching all the craziness go on and I tell my audience to connect with the divine and just stay centered and we can observe, be observers, but not play into it. Is there anything addition, in addition to that that you would like to share? Well, there's a lot. So okay. yes, your, your mm, earth plane is full of polarity. There are up, there are down, there is in, there is out, there, there is hot, there is cold, there is variety, there is a spectrum. And as you are witnessing what contrasts, for example, what does not feel good, we have to close our eyes, we are, we are getting her to start allowing in this powerful light. So we do close and open. And at one point, she will get to a point where her eyes are fully open. So this is what we are doing training her right now. So as as we understand, there are contrast of what we do not want, or what you do not want, there is also resistance to the contrast. And that is where all of your consciousness comes into play. All of you have your free will. You have your free will and choice in what you say, in what you think, in what you put, the pictures you put in your mind, which is very creative, which is a belief that creates more, Mm -hmm. And what, what you feel or push down or don't feel. And then what you do, the actions that you take, that's your consciousness. Now, when your consciousness as a human being is connected to the divine consciousness, divine will of like what you were saying, yes. the divine wants you to be prosperous. The divine created you, divinely designed you to be abundant, to be successful to be in all relationship with love and support, which then in any form creates that, and to be well, to be whole. So as the human being in your consciousness, what you say, for example, Christy has the watch your words, watchyourwords.com, where people learn what not to say, why, and what to say instead, because what you speak has power right and if you are speaking of limitation that doesn't feel good you are not harmonizing with that greater part of who you are when right. you are speaking of what you prefer and what you're looking forward to and what excites you then you are in alignment because that's where your inner being hangs out that's what your god your divine your infinite intelligence wants for all of you when when you were before a human being and you were in a soul body you were not kicked into some black hole and nobody pushed you into this earth thing you went i in my choice, because it's all attraction-based universe, not an assertion, you were not pushed into anything. And so we do not recommend you push yourselves into anything here. It's right. all by choice. That's why each and every one of you humans has been given free will and choice. There's no, there's nobody that's thinking for you. You think for yourselves. And in that, you can choose you can choose what feels good for you. And when you feel good, that's when you are in alignment with the greater good. Right. Now, I tell the audience to bring in the light, to bring up the light from Gaia. I know this is healing. I feel it's healing. I also feel that's how we obtain information and stay balanced. And so to me, the most important thing that people can learn is to connect because I yes. think we've lost that connection. Well, we would say this, if all of you were finding your connection, there would be a lot less unhappy people mm -hmm. and there would be a lot less unhappy behaviors 
and there would be a lot less people focusing focusing on lack, which brings up the fear and the worry and the disappointment and the anger and the sadness as everybody would learn to calibrate with their natural God-given good, then you would feel good and you would be using your powers to create instead mm -hmm. of pushing against. You're all using your powers to manifest. All of you are creators and manifestors. You right. cannot not create, but is are you pushing against something you do not desire or want or are you focusing on what you want to create? Okay, I want to talk to you about this because I know what I want. I can say my affirmations. I can visualize what I want, but I've been learning. This is personal. I've been telling the audience. Okay, so I just want to understand this. So I visualize it. I say my affirmations and I let go that and I allow because and this is what I understand. Please correct me if I'm wrong. So when I let go and not hold on so tight and allow the divine works through me to bring me what I'm looking for. Is that right? That is very right. The piece that we see that would be very helpful for you and all of your listeners, though, is that the thing that you much desire has a frequency. Right. That the version of you that has this person, place, or thing has a frequency that you are currently not in vibration of. And so when you think about it, when you feel on it, you want to allow that energy of the havingness as if you already have it. It's a frequency that is within you and you're filling that up within your own energy container. And then when you let the, what you're letting go of, what you're surrendering is not that feeling and the connection you're releasing and letting go of anything that is not of that feeling and connection. Okay. Okay. It's a small I, piece, but it's a big one. Well, it's a big one. Yeah. Because I have uh, personally, and I, and I know a lot of people in the audience, we've had to let people go in our lives who were bringing our vibration down and we're trying to prevent us. It's really quite interesting. It's almost like maybe subconsciously they're doing it. I don't know. Maybe they just don't know any better, but there's a lot of people that have gone to the wayside and not just with myself, but other people, clients that I've talked to because they weren't coming up to that vibration. And when we walked away, then our vibration is able to ascend. If that makes sense. It, it is. And yet it is interesting because it, it, you are created to have loving and supportive relationships. Yeah. So when you have someone that is challenging, now it might be someone like a mother where you or a father, Christy has a very challenging relationship with her mother and her father, but because it's a mother father relationship, she creates boundaries and she does what she needs to do to be aligned and to find the places within her that those buttons get pushed so that she knows those buttons getting pushed are hers. And so she is the one that releases the energy of it and heals from it. So this is not a relationship that she wants to cut off from, but it's a different learning in how mm. to relate when it comes to a well, she was married before. And when she left that first marriage, yes, she didn't have that vibration pulling her down. She was able to expand, whether it's a friend or sometimes in uh, other parts of people that are in her family, maybe it's cousins that she chooses not to engage with because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good. So you can, yes, you could either do one of two things. You can either find your footing and your alignment, which a lot of times, like Christy says, it feels like a lot of work. But the key to all of that, key to all of that is compassion. Right. Do you mind us if we give example? No, go for it. I want to hear. So, so Christy's mother and father, they have a very tumultuous relationship, very bickery. The, the big, more they bicker, that's how they communicate. They, they, it doesn't feel good to be around them for too long. And one particular day during 2020, she was bringing her parents some food. Mm -hmm. And her mother answered the door. And while she answered the door, she was screaming at her father. And her father was screaming at her. And Christy's thinking, this is going to be a very quick drop-off visit. 
And instead of trying to, like she used to, make things better and don't argue and stop and play the referee, she decided to sit in the chair in the kitchen. And instead of watching them and feeling the resistance of them arguing, she decided to just connect with her own compassion because it didn't feel good for her to witness two people that supposedly love each other argue like this. And so she felt and allowed herself to feel compassion. And as she was doing that, she got in touch with that little part of her, the little one in her that lived with that and let her feel that compassion. And, and then what happened was she started to feel gratitude. She felt gratitude because that contrast created such an understanding of what she wanted to create in her own relationship with her husband, in her marriage. And she started to feel gratitude for her husband. And then she was feeling gratitude for her children and gratitude for herself, for the environment that her children got to be raised in. All of this, it was an energetic shift within her to feel compassion instead of push against. And when she allowed herself to feel that, all of a sudden, it was miraculous. Her father and her mother stopped bickering and arguing. They came and sat down with her. And she spent the better half of another two hours laughing with them and talking with them and sharing stories with them and then reminiscing about things. She changed the energy. She changed the energy. Yes, dear. I love it. Well, and that's what I have to do with a lot of, I have this with my kids it's hard. Um, they don't get, they're not into this stuff at all. And they just think mom's woo woo. <laughs> and, that's and that's okay. okay. Yeah. But they're paying attention more than, you know. Ah, okay. Well, and so what I do is I don't bring up this stuff. I just listen and I figure when they're ready and, and I'm saying this to the audience because I'm sure I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. I figure when they're ready, they will come to me. And that's all I can do is be compassionate um, towards people. And I, I really am so glad that you said that. I want to ask you something about the energy since we talking about it. And I'm really into the energy and that's how everything, you know, works. Well, it's all about energy mastery because everything in your physical universe and the non-physical universe is energy. So if you really do understand energy, you've got it all figured out. If you understand how to master your energy now you are a master of the universe isn't that crazy and i realized also when you let go of fear that is the biggest thing that i've learned recently and i want to get that out and i want you to address it too and i'll go back to the energy thing but the fear thing there is no fear we created that yes there is a fear demic crazy huh people are very pushing against what they do not want. You talked about lack and, and abundance. So they're pushing against lack. They, they are trying to avoid more of what they do not want. And therefore they are in fear of creating more. If you think about it, the brain is equipped from a biological perspective to either focus on pleasure or to avoid pain. And when there is an energetic bushwhack, when energy gets stuck into the body or a, mm, a situation happens that you do not want to have again, instead of opening up to what you do want, most people push against the avoidance of or the, the push against the pain so they do not feel that anymore. And that's where the fear comes up. Now, fear, let's talk about that because all emotions are important. They're all there. You're wired in for them. If, if the divine did not want this thing called fear or guilt or worry or anger to, to be a part of your experience, you wouldn't have it. You'd all just be blissed out in enjoying your life here <laughs> on planet Earth. Right. There's a reason. There's variety. There, there is so many spectrum of emotions, and so fear is you. It is something for you to listen to and utilize as an awareness. If you're walking at night and there's a dark alley and you start to feel a little bit of fear, that fear lets you know that you might need to pay attention. Right. So it's not about never feeling fear again. 
It's about don't coming from the set point. That's all you fear. That's how you live your life. That's the, the lens through which you look through is the fear lens. Well, maybe I'm a little Pollyanna, but I think that if I'm not afraid, I just feel like God takes care of me and I don't need to worry. Well, that's true too. But say that you are, and that's a really good point. If you are in a, well, let's give a story here. Okay. Christy just came off. This is many years ago. Her children were about three and four years old. And she was in Chicago for a weekend with her husband. And she had gone with her friend that they you talked about, Dawn. And yeah. they had a lovely day together. They went to the zoo and lunch and got the kids ice cream. And she was going back to this really nice hotel in Chicago, in downtown Chicago. And she was with her, her children. She had her mom bag and her purse and all that. And she was getting ready to go into the elevator. We talked about this in the book. And she noticed a gentleman that didn't really look like he belonged at this type of hotel, the way he was dressed, his energy, everything about it. And so she thought, well, I don't have to be in fear. I'm in light. Right. So she walked into the elevator and this man, same man she was observing, came in the elevator alone with her and her two boys. And all of a sudden, at the last minute, the doorway started to close and another gentleman that looked like the other one jumped in as well. And the elevator started to close and all of a sudden an arm came in and a man said, you get out and you get out to this gentleman. And they got out of the elevator. The elevator, the man got in, the elevator closed. He turned around to Christy and he said, these two men were about to rob or attack or worse. And I am a bellman at this hotel. And he went up to the next level. He said, you are fine now. He got out of the elevator and the elevator closed and the kids had no idea what was happening, but she thought, was that Batman? I mean, it was like, it all happened so fast. She couldn't even register what had happened. Mm -hmm. Went up to her hotel room, got them settled to watch a movie. And then she realized, I'm so protected. Correct. That's divine intervention. I love it. Well, yeah. yeah and I want to talk about, let's go back to energy. Cause I have a really big question for you. Cause I've had a lot of trouble and I, I, I know other people have too, you know, I'm a light being and people want to take my energy and it's been very difficult. Um, to even go to get a massage. Okay, so here's the difference. We did a a, a, a talk about this, and Chris, it's on Christie's YouTube channel. We did a okay. whole series in Sedona. Thank here's you. The, here's the when you are a light worker, you're sensitive to energy, and some would call you empaths. And then you you are not meant to be a light worker and have this light and have to not get energy work done or to go out in public or to go right. shopping or to be around other people. Yeah. The difference is, and this is important for everybody to understand, every single human being is an energy receiver. You are an energy container and you are an energy transmitter. Right. So as you are going around and someone is sending their energy into you you feel that and mm -hmm. then it drops your own energy. Yeah. The, the cure for that is before you go into a public place or do any of these things is to fill yourself up, every single cell, your mind, your emotions, and feel your energy bubble all around you because now you are full. You, you, no, nothing, it's if you had a full container full of water, you can't pour anything else in it because it doesn't get in. It's full. If you are full in your own energy field and you keep allowing yourself to fill up, then, and you're focused on your own light, nobody else's negativity is getting in. It's a retraining of focus from others' energy getting in versus you expanding in your energy. So... Even though I bring in the light every day, I need to make sure, and so does everybody else, that we really are filling up our field with that white light. 
Let's talk about, we have a little more time. Let's talk about color because I bring in the color and I've taught the audience to bring in the colors of the rainbow. I bring in red and yellow and pink and green and not just the white light do I run through myself. I run through the colors and I've talked to different people. I feel it's healing. Can you expand upon that? Well, colors are something that is also a frequency. Everything in your universe is energy and everything, whether it's a sound of of music or an instrument playing or something that you are eating or something you are wearing, it's all frequency and how you translate. So someone would see the purple that Christy is wearing and, and say, ooh, I don't like that color. And others would go, ooh, I really like that color. Right. You all get to decide what feels good. Some food, if it, some people like certain foods, some people like other certain foods, some people like certain music, other people like certain music. So for you, for each of you, as you look at a color, you might feel like today, ah, yellow, yellow is going to feel bright to me. And you want to bring in that yellow because it's another way of connecting with that energy as we were just speaking about. If you filled up your entire bubble with that color of yellow and that yellow gives you power or joy, then you can see yourself in this beautiful bubble of joy with that color representing it. What you wear, what you wear as you choose a color, that helps give you a certain frequency. So yes, by playing with different colors of blues or purples or any of the colors of the chakras, that gives, or the colors of the rainbow, it's no coincidence there, right. that, that gives you a different mm, fine tuning of different frequencies. Okay. Now with everything going on in the world today, there's a lot of us who are waking up. There's a lot of us, more of us who are connecting. That's why I do the show. That's why Christy, I'm sure does the work. Now Indeed. I know, um, there's just, I know things might get worse before they get better. I, I really feel like things are coming to a to a head where the the good and the bad are it's kind of like light and dark at this point and it's contrast it really but is contrast but each, but each of you and we'll let you continue but each of you has your own decision point each of right. you has your own moments of choosing and and allowing yourself to feel the empowerment or the disempowerment so do you see, I feel like there will be an enlightening in the next couple of years where people will choose the light. What do you we, see? We Go see ahead. this happening every day. This okay. is the vision that we hold for all of humanity and all of you that are willing to have and receive this information. Let's just face it. We, we had someone, Chris, Christy was in transformational leadership council where a lot of the world leaders in personal development come together and we had a wonderful man Dawson Church who who asked us I live in a place where I'm just always in joy and happy and I I want the rest of humanity to be there too and we said great hold that vision but understand there are a lot of people in mass consciousness that are not there and they probably will never be there. However, as you are focusing on your own alignment, as you are focusing on your own connection, as you are mastering your own energy and you are choosing to be in a world where you feel good and you believe in the abundance and you're connected to your divine design, your world gets brighter and brighter and brighter yes. because each yes. of you got that each of yes. you are having your own earth experience each of you are creating your own reality you can be over here and don't try to pull these people up who don't want to be pulled up okay but attracting to you those that are and from a collective we know you're going there next from a collective consciousness, it is those of you that are bright lights that create the ripple effects that help awaken those that are here that want to be awakened. Yes, you're absolutely right. And so what I do, and I and I don't know, you tell me, maybe we can, you could tell me more than what I do. I send love and light out to the world every day. 
I send love and light to myself. I send love and light to my children. I send love and light to people who are nasty because if I send them love and light, I'm changing their vibration or maybe I'm changing the vibration around them. I don't know. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. You're changing the opportunity for them. If you've got someone driving in their car and they're being jerky or they're driving in front, instead of you doing it back, you, you being bad at mad at them or having them affect your mood and you send in love and light or you bring compassion to yourself. First of all, it keeps you aligned with your own compassion, which affects everyone and everything around you. And as you send them compassion, they have the opportunity to choose a different vibration. Christy, one time when it was around 2020, she was coming out of her favorite grocery store where she would get her tea and she was in a really good mood and she had a tea and she was getting in her car and this woman with a very aggressive car, very bright yellow Camaro came and she she felt like she was going to get hit and her eyes popped open like she was shocked. The woman before she could even put her car in in gear, popped out of the car and started screaming at Christy for literally doing nothing and said, what the F is your problem? And Christy's like, nothing, I don't have a problem. And she got in her car and she's like, what the hell was that about? Where did I get that attack? And so she just let herself feel the compassion of that because that did not feel good. And then she let herself feel the anger of that because that, again, again, did not feel good. So as she was allowing herself to feel the compassion for herself of that attack, she then thought, wow, that woman really must have a bad day going on. That woman to be able to be that nasty really must be in a lot of pain. So she started sending compassion to her. Now, it's up to, as we said before, each of you has free will and choice. That woman had the choice to stay in the nastiness or she had a choice to feel that compassion energy and move into that. Some will, some won't, but it's okay as long as you are continuing to be the light that you are and expanding that light of compassion that is where you are adding and expressing more light in this world. Okay. And you get really rewarded when you do that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, you're, it's like your children. Yeah. You, you, you can give and give and give, but it's up to them to choose and receive. You all have free will. Nothing is being imposed on you. Yeah. And it's really difficult. You know, a lot of times you get angry and you have to turn that anger into compassion or... I don't know what the word is. I, uh, not even compassion, but just, you know, I, I don't want to say I feel sorry for people, but, um, maybe empathy for, you know, them because they're in such a hard place. You know, I want to talk about the inner child a little bit before we get out of here today. Uh, it took me a long time to realize that I had to work with my inner child. I used to make fun of it. And it's not something you make fun of. It's actually this little person that's still there that maybe was damaged. A lot of us have this in childhood for whatever reason. And then we have to work on ourselves to make that inner child feel happy. And we have to recognize that inner child. Can you address this a little bit so I have a better understanding? We would love to, dear. So all time in your universe is simultaneous. You have a past self you have future cells. So time is, yes, linear. But if you were to think of a song from a past, that song can bring you right back to that moment. Mm -hmm. That inner child, if you want to say that, either developed and grew or they got stuck in an idea, in a time, a decision. They got stuck Maybe someone said a, 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 a name or called them a name or they had a certain thing. These are times and it happens all throughout your time where you can either expand from an experience or you can constrict from an experience. Okay. Okay. And that constriction is a cl- closing down of energy. We like to think of it this way. It, it's like a caged lion that is in a cage that wants to get out and spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. That stuck part or that unevolved part, that fragmented part is stuck 
but that creates an energetic vortex because energy doesn't just sit down it, it, it's constantly moving so mm -hmm. you are attracting from those things that's what becomes the subconscious the whole subconscious body so when you feel i'm stuck or i feel like no matter what I, action i do i can't seem to get ahead or it, i i do my best in a relationship but then it falls apart again so these parts all along the way are what get fragmented and it's like if you're playing with Play-Doh and you, you're playing with it and parts of the Play-Doh get, get uh, taken away or they get, you know, spread out. It's up to the, the main part of the Play-Doh to then go and gather back those parts to clean it up and to bring it all back into wholeness and oneness. This is what it's like as an adult when you feel something pulling you back, when you feel a button got pushed, when you feel a reaction that happened, when you have a thought that says you can't do something. This is up to you to then bring those parts back into alignment. We'll give you an example. So a couple of years ago, Christy was working with a pretty top celebrity and the celebrity happened to be in town down in Tempe which is about 40 minutes away from where Christy lives and she was very excited to go and meet this person but this person didn't know exactly when they could get away so she just went down there and waited in her car and waited and waited and didn't hear and didn't hear and after about an hour of waiting so now this is like a two-hour thing she says okay I'm gonna leave I'm not hearing from this person so she felt sad because mm -hmm. she was looking forward to it. She and she processed it was a letdown. Yeah, yeah. So she she processed her sadness, allowed her sadness to release, and then she felt angry. Like, what the heck? My time's important too. So right. it was a whole nother level of emotions that came up, and she easily was processing her emotions of anger. When it came to the disappointment, she just started blocking it down, and we said, "Pull." over so she pulled her car over and we said why is it that you will allow yourself to feel the sadness and let it go you allow yourself to feel the anger and you let it go mm -hmm. but once the energy of disappointment comes up you block it away and because she was sitting there and she was open she now had all of these memories of when she was in seventh grade where she was determined to, to try out for some teams. She yeah. wanted to be a part of some teams. So she tries, she's going to go try out for softball. And on her way out the door, her mom says to her, now don't be disappointed if you don't get it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Great inspira inspiration. Talk. Yeah, yeah. So she's already got that on her mind. She goes and she gets the news that she didn't get it. So she comes back and her mom says, well, Life is full of disappointments. Yeah. Now, now this, and, and this happened. She went back and she tried out for cheer. She didn't make it. As she was leaving the door, don't be disappointed if you don't get it. She didn't get it. Life is full of disappointments. This is getting ingrained in her. She goes and tries out for tennis. Same thing. Tries out for track. She doesn't like to run. But same thing. Basketball. She's the smallest little thing ever. D doesn't get it. So this messaging of don't be disappointed and life is full of disappointments. That is a mixed message right here. Mm -hmm. Don't feel disappointment and life is full of disappointments. So don't feel life because life is full of disappointments. So in this moment, she's realizing this going, oh, wow. This is what was communicated. This is what was drilled in. Life is full of disappointments. In that moment, she was either able to gather up all of those parts of her, let herself feel the disappointment, which let's face it, if there's disappointment, you need to feel it or it gets right. stuck in the, in the body. Okay. So she felt the disappointment. She let herself go into the belly, let her feel the vibration of that energy. It takes about 90 seconds for a wave. Now there might be 20 waves, but she let herself feel the waves of that come in and out. And then it was time. Life is not full of disappointments. Life is full of surprise and delights. And she declared it. Yes. And it's what you decide it's full of. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because I want to say that I've just learned and to experience that uh, emotion instead of holding on to it, to let it go. Indeed.
And that's it. It's freeing. I will say that. And so thank you so much for that. I don't want to keep you forever, but I have one more question. Yes, ma'am. That's how you master your energy. You master your emotions by feeling them and letting them go. Right. So yes, yes, dear. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. I just want to bring up music because I just feel like music is so powerful. And when I'm having a tough day, I'll just put on the headphones and I'll just listen to my music and I sing. And, you know, I, I grew up with my mom singing, so I'll be singing. And if I run into somebody singing, I just know they're a happy soul. And, or if I hear somebody humming, you know, I always feel like, oh, they're, they're happy. Or whistling. Yes. That vibration of, um, the music, it, it seems to really be healing to the body. It is. It is a note. And there's even sound healing, right? When you hear a certain sound, that music, when it goes through you, it helps release the the blocked energy. Ah, okay. It's a reverberation. Everything is all about energy. It's all about vibration and frequency. So when you hear a song and your your body just you know you just your body just starts naturally moving to it. I know, and that's why your body it just naturally does it. Well, that's why concerts are so big and everybody gathers to watch the music because it's it's uplifting and it's freeing, whether you like that kind of music or not. I've noticed that I've paid attention to that. And it's been really interesting. What would you like to leave us with today? Any messages for my audience? Well, we always have the same message that we leave every audience with. And that is that your divine, who you really are, loves and adores you. And when you start to really understand that your divine is not judging you the way you judge yourself and that your divine is not criticizing you or beating you up like you beat yourself up. When you start to understand how your divine feels about you, you allow yourself to accept it. And that is when you thrive and feel good. You are infinitely loved. Thank you for that. Be well. Thank you. I appreciate you coming. Hmm. You just allow yourself to receive a nice downpouring of light. Just breathing in light. Thanks, Christy. You're welcome. I never know what I never know what they say or what they talk about, but. Oh, that was really nice. Well, no, it's very nice. And um, I want to know if it's, is that draining to you at all? Oh, I love it's pure positive energy. Just okay, cool. Me. No, I love it. <laughs> okay. Because I, I was like, oh gosh, could she do another show after this? You know, and I want to ask you, I didn't ask the the person who came in and I didn't really ask their name. They're the council. We did everybody okay. just calls them the council. They're okay. They're, we, we we laugh and, and giggle that they're the divine quantum council of light. That's their full name, right? That's their birth name. But they're everybody calls them the council. I love it. I'm so appreciative that they came in today. Um yeah, and, and you know, I wanted to ask you about, you know, our abilities. You know, my psychic ability is really heightened. I'm an empath, and I know you are too. Is that something, you know, because when I do use that it is draining. So what's the diff? I mean, I know they're bringing in the light and I bring in the light every day, but when we give out that information, it's not coming from me. It's coming from, you know, source. So why is it so draining? I I can't answer that because for me, it's not draining. It's, it's energizing. So, you know, it's, it, it's a, for me, and it's, it's an allowance of a higher energy that feels really good. And so my, the very cells in my body are expanding I would imagine that maybe it's draining because that part of us that resists it or still needs to be, you know, ah, or released okay. is, is fighting against it. But yeah. Or maybe that's just what we've been taught because I've heard that, you know, with um, Edgar Casey, they said that he was draining himself by giving so many readings. So maybe that's just a thought that I've had in my head and it's not the truth. Okay. Yeah. I like but, You that. know, that's a good point because I had a, I had a, a teacher many years ago that would say when she was doing session work, she was, she felt energized by it and, um, and that it always felt good to her. But I've also heard other people say, Oh, it's so draining. I got to go take a nap after. And, and, 
and for me, it's always just felt that way. So, okay. Very interesting. Talk about the book. What a great book. How well is it done? Tell me some, you know, good stories about it. Anything? Well, I mean, it hit the New York Times and I'm very grateful for that. It hit the New York Times bestseller list and it's been really well received because it's helped people really shift what's possible for them. I remember when uh, she was a young um, interviewer for um, a blog that interviewed me during the time it came out. And she said, you know, I got, I recently got married and both my mother-in-law and my mom are constantly bugging my husband and I about when are we going to have kids? And we always feel like we have to avoid the subject. And she said, letting myself read this book, it made me realize that maybe I don't want to have kids and that's okay. Maybe having it all isn't about having kids. Maybe I will change my mind, but right here, right now, neither one of us are, we want, neither one of us want to have kids right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's, it's really about giving yourself permission, yeah. no matter what stage you're at to ask yourself, what do I really want? What would I really love? And really the key to having it all is really knowing that you already do because having it all, we've already connected with all that is and yeah. anything that we desire already exists in the form of energy. So it's really just knowing that you know, we are, whether it's something we want to create or form, we have all that we need. We have it all. And we have it all because we have energy available to us. I wonder what that lady thinks who is so crazy. (laughs) 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 I just thought, Uh, I want to leave, I want to say this and then I'll have you leave us with what you'd like to, but at the conclusion of your book, you wrote this and I just thought this was so good. You said, I once heard it said that for every soul that takes a body, there are thousands more that desire the experience. And think about that for a moment. You're already here. You got the job. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Council has confirmed that it's true. It's it's every single one of us that are here, we all decided to come. We, it's, you know, it's not, as they say, it's not assertion based, it's attraction based. It's all about our choices and options. That's why we have free will. And it's like, so we're here. We're we're already here. And, and and another aspect of it too is biologically, when you think about it, how many sperm had to get into the egg? You know, our sperm is the winner. So not only biologically from the third dimension, we got the job, we got it, you know, from a spiritual perspective too. So double winner, chicken dinner, right? It's like, why don't we live life from that place of I'm here, I want to be here. What do I want to create? All is well. Now what? Yeah, we are the blessing. We are the blessing. We really are. Christy Whitman, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. I appreciate you. Yes, I appreciate you. The art of having it all, you guys. And her website is her name, christywhitman.com. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here for today. Everybody have a fabulous week and God bless.